0: Nah. All right, Bill, you ready to roll? Yep, I'm all set. For all once, right I have a book the of music. All right.
1: Back to the band. All right, hey, a- hey everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Doctor Bill Robinson. Hee <laughs> hee. What do you got? With, what do you got for today, Doctor Bill?
0: I got an issue of Brave and the
1: Bold. I wait, the wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we what? Put a moratorium on Brave and the Bold. We did. Remember well, that, did you- that. Well, what did you bring? I got Marvel
0: Team-Up number 19, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought there was a motorium on Marvel Team-Up. Oh, What are well, we going to do gonna, now? I don't know.
2: Avengers Spotlight!
0: Hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing? This is Dr. Bill coming to you live from Fort Ridge, Florida. And we're back with another episode of... All right, enough of the radio canned uh, voice. Hey, everybody, Riefen we're back. Well, if I was Scott Rifen, I would sound more like this, a professional radio host. This is Scott Rifen with Avengers Spotlight. I think, you know, we can we can
1: easily say radio host. Can we really say professional?
0: Well, he could be an unprofessional radio host. I mean, he pod-bombed us. <laughs> that doesn't make him an unprofessional radio host. It makes him an unprofessional podcaster. Oh, okay. All right, I can go with
1: that. Yeah. Professional radio host, unprofessional podcast host. <laughs>
0: Ooh, that's going to stick in his craw. <laughs> but maybe he could barbecue that. Where exactly is his craw? Craw, it's next to the barbecue sauce, isn't it? I don't
1: know. I will not know if there's Ron
0: Sadowski. <laughs> so, we're about anyway,
1: smoking rub. What the hell is he rubbing? And what is he smoking? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Good point. So, what are we talking tonight about? I guess uh, since since we canceled each other out on our team up books, we're over to the Michael uh, or the Korvac saga. I think this is part 7.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what part, but we're it's up Avengers to Avengers
1: 174.
0: Yes, I'll, I'll, that is where we are at tonight. But right, yeah. before we get into okay, and I'll just bring up uh, any. I don't. The only real Avengers news I have per se is. Uh, set, by the way,
1: okay, go ahead with
0: your. Okay. Favorite. the The Avengers news I have is that I actually found another. Yancey Street had another sale, and I picked up one that I had missed on some of my past diggings and snorting and looking for books that's because this time I actually took my time and went 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 um like book by book through other sections that I o- overlooked before and found one that was misfiled and it was one that I actually needed which is always nice so and plus thanks to my new system of um kind of like what Scott does with his phone but I do it a little differently he actually has a list and I, I don't know if he does the pictures or if he does pictures of the the books he has I've taken pictures of books i don't have so that way and then i've got them broken down in different galleries in my in my um phone under albums i've got avengers volume 4 new avengers volume 3 new avengers volume 2 etc 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 and that's how i was able i'm like wait a minute do i actually have this book and i scrolled through and went no i do not have this book boom snagged it so
1: yeah i don't have anything with photos but i did finally sit down and start to put together a want list and uh It's very hard to know like what to put on there. Like when I I think I I sent you a copy of it and uh, I I, like when I got to FF, it's do I just want to list the ones that I think I could find somewhere for a quarter or do I just want to list all the ones I need? You know what Mm. I mean? Yeah. So so I I chose the latter. And then, uh, you know, I think my comment to you was, you know, I'm not stupid. I know you're not going to find a copy of FF number one for 25 cents. And if you did, you'd probably want at least a buck for it. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, but you know, I, I figured better that the list is comprehensive. It lists everything, you know, and and then I can just work from there. It's easy, you know. It's not like it's, it's taking up that much more paper to list, you know,
0: one through fifty-two or whatever numbers I'm missing there. I don't know. I ran out of reading. but what I or I, I went through one one ream of paper already trying to print your list. So I don't think you did. <laughs> I doubt. you did. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So anyway, in addition, uh, at the Yancey Street sale, uh, I also picked up – I actually picked up about 15, 16 issues of the recent Iron Man series that was out, like the most recent, which I know I have none of. And I'm like, you know what? For a dollar a piece, Those are I'll a try it out. Piece? Yeah.
1: See, I can and, get a load of stuff at my store. The one that I brought you guys to. I can get a load of stuff there for a buck each because it's 10 for $10. That's their normal price.
0: For I, like, I like to
1: wait until I have the 25-cent sales. Wait a minute, now the all- first time I took advantage of the twenty-five cent sale, it was all of those books. All of those ten for ten dollar books were twenty-five cents. Okay. Uh, but but the last two times they did it, it was just select ones. It, you know, it, the following sections are twenty-five cents each. Now so they don't. I, do, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. They don't
0: do all their back issues ten for ten, right? No, no,
1: no. The, this you know the the silver and bronze age ones that are you know higher priced. Those those they'll do like fifty percent off.
0: But, like, what about any of the recent Avengers books?
1: They may or, have them there. Like, uh, from, oh,
0: they may I have
1: them that you know, severely marked down. If you want to uh, send me a want list before the morning, hmm. if, okay, if yeah. they are marked down, I'll, I'll look for you.
0: Yeah, because there's some I'm definitely that I just can't get, uh, just can't find here because I've I've tapped all my, my sources, at least locally, right right around. Oh, I did go ch- check out another Friday night. I took my daughter to a football game up um, a little north of here about... Far enough away that it wasn't feasible to just go check for no apparent reason, you know. It was it was like a forty minute drive just just to get up there, and then I had to find after I dropped her off, I, I had to find a place. Very disappointed, very disappointed. It was pretty much a big gaming center for Magic players and everything. Very very few comic. I had more. Com- I have more comic books in a quarter of my collection than the entire store did. So I was just like, meh. You know, this was a waste of time. So. But uh, yeah, that's about it for new comic. Oh, I picked up a buttload. This isn't Avengers, but I picked up a buttload of um, Justice League at the Yancey Street sale. Going back to when I got an interest in it, from when I picked up a bunch going to the con with Scott. So I went through and dug out a bunch of uh, ones they had for for a buck, and these were the price they had on them was anywhere from five to eight bucks a piece. So. In Professor Allen land, I guess in one way I got a good deal. Of course, some of the cover prices were probably 25 cents and I paid a dollar. So I know he doesn't like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, we got any mail?
1: For, well, you know what? Uh, I was thinking about it. We don't have so much mail. Uh, if we, we don't have count one. the Russell mail, because we were saying we we're going to make him read it, But uh, well, we, we don't, don't have that one. much. But I'm yeah, we thinking, one. you know what? Let's just do the Avengers mail, including the Russell mail. Okay, and, and, and you know, when, when we have Russell on, which is going to be not too far away from now, we'll just get him to, to just speak instead of having to
0: make him read his letters. We don't need to make him jump through hoops. You, you use so many dog terms in that sentence. Speak, jump through hoops. <laughs> what are you going to do to the poor guy? <laughs> Russell, I, come on. We all like Russell more than we like you. Let's be fair.
1: Are we talking Jack Russell? <laughs> hey, Russell. Hey, Russell. Good boy. Uh... He's—he's he's he, Russell might be our most loyal listener.
0: <laughs> Speaking in dog terms again. <laughs> With that being said, would you like me to read the first email? Why don't you? Okay. This is Avengers Spotlight number 11, Korvac Saga part 2, by our dear friend and loyal canine listener, Russell Bragg. Wait, let me whistle. I bet he just heard that. Oh, oh I guess he didn't hear. Crazy stupid dog. <laughs> you okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might as well read Russell's letter now.
0: Hey guys, great episode as always. Bill answered the first question I was going to ask as to whether the Korvac saga was ever collected in a trade. So thanks, Bill. You guys need to impersonate Rocky Rambo more often. You had me in stitches which was a problem because uh, because I was at work when I listened. Listened on Sunday this time because I was out all day Saturday and then recorded an episode of the DC Comics Presents show when I got home. I used to do a fair Rocky Balboa impersonation myself a long time ago, but don't know if I still can. I don't know yet if you prefer your Rocky Rambo. Oh, excuse me. I don't know yet if I prefer your Rocky Rambo to your Arnold. They are both hilarious or hilario, as the young kids say. Did do your kids say that? Not that I
1: know of, but these young kids with their internet and stuff, I don't know.
0: Eh. Anyway, what's the dealio, daddy-o? As I was listening to... You go, to, girl. <laughs> as I was listening to your talk on this book, uh-uh-uh, oh, so I was remembering how Iron Man used to be. It's almost hard to remember sometimes that Iron Man's identity was secret back then. I always loved how he used to carry his armor in an attache case. You can't beat the theme song for the 66 cartoon either. Although Hulk's is still my favorite. Before I close, I want to ask this. Who is your favorite Avenger? If that one is too hard, which iteration of the Avengers is your favorite? Listed by member grouping. Guess that's all for now. I just added Avengers the Korvac Saga hardcover on my cheapgraphicnovel.com wish list. Ooh, I didn't know they had a cheap graphic novel. I got. Hopefully, I can get it soon so I can actually follow up. This time, I, I this time I can say thanks for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Present Show, returning July fifth, twenty fifteen. Which that shows how late this email is. Yeah, and I we already know
1: that, that Russell got yeah. the Corvax Saga hardcover yeah. and is going to appear with us on the show uh, when we get to the last epi- last uh, issue of that. Which is not too far off now.
0: No, it would only uh, be the, one, two, three episodes from now for the last episode. Unless we have him on the last lap. I think we have him for the last episode. I think proper. we have him
1: for the last episode of yep. the story proper. And then we'll do the follow-up episode after that.
0: Yeah. P.S.
1: But, uh, he, the, he presents an, he's an interesting question there as far as the favorite uh, iteration of the team. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got... There's a P.S. Let's get to the P.S. P.S. Would the jerk be worth my time in seeing? Is it on Blu-ray? I don't really think you need to see it on Blu-ray. It's not going to be that much spectacular. You
1: can see it on Blu-ray, DVD, VHS, or commercial television. No, not commercial television because they cut no. put it to shreds. Yeah. But uh, yes, it is worth seeing.
0: Is this the Steve Martin movie where he says, I was born a small black child? You mean Thanks. I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> yes, it is. Tell mama I found out my special purpose. Oh.
1: It, is, it is definitely worth seeing, in my opinion, and
0: it is the movie that that line comes from. Yes. So, you're saying he poses a question.
1: Yeah, he guessed about our favorite Avenger and favorite Avenger lineup.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: Favorite Avenger for me is Captain America.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, The first one that pops to my mind is Wonder Man. I've always liked Wonder Man um oh, no. i mean i mean i mean he, i i i, I kind of want to take out the big three and go with you know thor cap and iron man wait i don't want to take them out like on a date in case that's what you're thinking
1: that's what i was thinking
0: <laughs> I, I could tell by your pause and yeah uh, <laughs> like good i got him. <laughs>
1: um
0: but yeah. Uh, well, I
1: mean, I think the big three almost go without saying that you that everybody kind of likes when they're in there. But as far as the other Avengers, let's leave them off the table for now. The big three. And then which, I would go with Wonder go, Man. go with it. Put together a team of five, not including any of the big three. Who, who are your
0: favorites? Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, Wonder Man, Beast, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and. <sighs> I'm trying to think of like current Avengers too. Oh, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. I'd like to see that lineup. Is that your five?
1: I'll go with that five. Okay, i want to say I would go with Vision, Hawkeye, Black Panther, Beast, and Scarlet Witch. That would be the that would be the five. Some I'd go with. Cool. And okay. <laughs> but good question it's it's I don't know if the, I don't know if that's ever been the you know like I don't know if there's ever been the, the five that went for any length of time. and I don't know if that's Russell's question if he's asking us, you know in in a published story, what was our favorite lineup and that I'd have to give more thought to be honest with you.
0: Now like a favorite lineup I tend to remember is the of course I said I tend, tend to remember. I want to say kind of like right before under siege when captain marvel was around that kind of lineup i think that had did that have spider woman in it or was she no, just when she was in she was unconscious yeah i think that's that, when that whole know. like 220 the 240 time range that that lineup but i cannot remember the exact lineup off the top of my head of course well, I I have been, i've been doing a
1: reread of that era oh. a little bit that's that's when uh, captain marvel was in there and then star fox came along
0: let's just 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 to be clear that's a different Captain Marvel than the Captain Marvel I wanted for my team. That's the Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. So yeah, the two twenties, two forties. That's uh, t- 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 yeah, that's uh, Starfox or a- Eros of Titan. Um, <laughs> <it's> egghead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what a what a maroon. All right,
1: let's move on to Russell's next letter. Okay, yeah, which is on Avengers Spotlight number twelve, Korvac Saga Part Three. Or, if you want it to be fancy, Trace. Russell starts okay, out Hi, guys. Stellar episode as always. I have lost my notes, so I'll be winging it. Let's see. Yes, I have seen Throw Mama from the Train, but it's been. Oh, Edge! Oh. <laughs> About the only thing I remember is Danny DeVito hitting Billy Crystal with a frying pan. I may go back and watch it again someday. I wonder if it's on Blu ray yet. Russell's got this Blu ray fixation. <laughs> I already messaged Paul about this, but Captain America learned Iron Man's secret identity in Avengers 216. He finds out Thor is Don Blake in this issue, too. Overall, the issue discussed was fun. I loved Dr. Bill reading it as Arnold. Paul should read the next issue as either Rocky Balboa or Gary Cooper. I received my hardbound The Korvac Corv- the Saga this week. It's very nice. It has the epilogue in it, but don't tell Dr. Bill. I know he said he has something planned for it. You guys have me laughing practically the entire episode, which makes me feel good. I was glad Alvin showed up for a little bit. Hope he's doing well. I expect you will talk about the fun you all had in New York for Eternal Con. I've been following along in Facebook. I enjoyed all the pictures posted. I wish I could have been there to meet you all. Maybe someday. Guess I'd better close for now. Thank you so much for keeping me entertained. Russell Bragg, Clarksworth, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. Uh, yeah, we had a great time. If you haven't picked up on that, it's, it's already been a couple of months since we did it. Unfortunately, we've, we've managed to have another get together, uh, down in Orlando since then. Uh, but it was a great, great time. And, uh, I'd look forward to meeting up with your Russell one day. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. Well, I know. Um, yeah. And since he's seen the uplog well, we're going to probably cover that when he's here because i have something else planned for the last episode yep. which i may have hinted at i may not and i'm not gonna if i did shame on me and i'm not gonna mention it now so when uh, i guess we'll move on to the last russell bragg email for the evening or the day or whatever you're listening and it is avenger spotlight 13 Corvax saga part foe you are so fancy yeah, thank you hello fellows Great episode as always. I hope I'm not giving you guys swelled heads. You're not giving them to us. We
1: had them already.
0: <laughs> we got to catch up to Scott. You really took me down memory lane for the first 10 to 15 minutes of this episode. You talked about Saturday morning cartoons the way they used to be. I don't remember the order of uh, watching anyone, but I remember the Super Friends, then listened l- listen to the Scooby-Doo theme song before changing channels. Bugs Bunny, the Smurfs, the Batman, Tarzan, Lone Ranger Hour, or something like that. Yeah, 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 they had that. I remember that. That was like that was a filmation thing. Um, all great memories. Walking through ten feet of snow to get to the school both ways uphill, and we liked it. Bill you tell that kid to kids these days, and they won't believe you. Yeah, Bill sang two Carpenter songs, Close to You, and for all we know, <laughs> you had me laughing the whole
2: time. Oh God,
0: that was horrible. Uh, the issue talked about was good, as I mentioned in an earlier email, or maybe on Facebook. I have the Korvac saga hardcover now, and I will be pursuing it,
1: perusing. so I can get a little
0: perusing it. Thank you, perusing. I guess pursuing it. Doesn't He's gonna be good. chasing it around this house. Well, maybe hey, maybe he has a dog, and the dog stole it, and it's running around the house. Oh and he was- ow ow come it ow ow get 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 out of here again. Of here. Crazy ass dog. Uh, anyway, anyway, now the comic's gone. So anyway, the following is the Latin-English translation that Beast was saying to the sister. Uh, but it looks like it was also in Rocky Balboa. Hey, sister, right away, I turn Mrs. region I believe. We want this house every, uh, sanctuary. Uh, it's Spanish for, to get better, health. Can we come in? Well done, Paul, for reading it as it was in the comic. In Game <laughs> <laughs> you okay, you gonna make it there? You sound like Mickey in uh in in Rocky. Yeah, he's a wrecking machine, Rocky. He'll knock you to tomorrow. He'll murder you alive. <laughs> Thanks for taking me along with you on this journey. As for what I'd like to see next, I think I'd like any of the earliest days storylines. I don't know Avengers comics comic-wise very well, so I'd like something from their beginnings. But no matter what is chosen, I'll be listening. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics present show that has returned to the air already.
1: I I kind of agree with Russell. I think for the next multiple episode storyline that we cover, I would like to do something significantly earlier in their run. You know, probably just a two or three-parter. But cover maybe something along the lines of when the, you know, when when the big guys left and it was just Cap and, and Hawkeye and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch.
0: Yeah, 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 we could do that. Or maybe the, you know, the old order changeth, like issue 16 or something like that when they had the big shakeup, you yeah, know, something. something
1: along those lines.
0: Now, one of the things I was thinking of doing just recently, I guess, after Secret Wars is over, I think... Fr- for what I know at this moment, there is only going to be one Avengers title that I know of, the all-new, the all all-different Avengers, and I was thinking of actually picking that up, although it pains me to pay cover price, but I was thinking of picking it up and reviewing it and doing it for the show, so, you know, that would be, we were reviewing an actual, you know, live, live Avengers book! Which that's not going to come out until November sometime, so we have time to finish up what we're doing now and and actually do another storyline probably before that era before that c- comes along. So, uh, so I believe we I have wow one more email, one more email, and it is
1: from Mister. Oops, where is it? Hold it, hold your horses, Mister Timothy Elliott. <laughs> And we're, going, we're covering uh, one, one email for each episode that we did, apparently, because this is on Avengers Spotlight uh, number 14, or Through the Teeth and Over the Gums. Hello, all. A brief word about Avengers Spotlight number 14. Dr. Bill asks why Thor would not draw the energy from Ultron through his mouth opening. Well, Jim Shooter must have reconsidered this concept because that is exactly what he had Galactus do in Secret Wars Volume 1, Issue 1. He sucked, sucked Ultron's power right through his mouth. Just my two cents. Keep the shows coming. Cheers, Tim Elliott.
0: Otherwise known as Stan.
1: Stan, yes. And still Stan. you would have Stan.
0: Hey, hi. Hi, hello. Stan here. <laughs> and that's it for email. Aha! I was right. Well, I mean, I'm glad somebody thought of that in the future. Wow, wow. But, Galactus, but Galactus could do anything, so. Yeah. Maybe Thor, maybe, maybe Thor couldn't, but Galactus could, because he's Galactus and he was hungry. Did he eat that energy, or did he just disperse it? Hmm. I think he just absorbs it. Absorbed. You will be absorbed. So, well, I, that's it for, um, we've got Bin's Mail, but... Bin's Mail. Oh, wait, no, yeah, that's We have bins some
1: Bin's did. Mail to read on the next Bin show, but that is it for Avengers Mail. Had we been allowed to do Brave and the Bold and uh, Marvel Team-Up, we would have read the Avengers Mail.
0: Well, unfortunately, Brave and the Bold plus marvel team up equals avenger spotlight <laughs> that's the new math so we ready to jump into the book tonight i think we'll jump right in buddy i wish i could jump into a comic book yeah leave, leave the world behind that's why i don't want don't want my comics too real cuz then why would i want to go in so as i'm 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 stalling for time trying to find my page ah here we go <clears throat> Tonight, our discussion is Avengers 174, which was printed in August 1978. Our credits include Jim Shooter for the editor, Bill Mantlo for the script, Dave Wenzel for pencils, Pablo Marcus for inks, Shelley Lieferman letters, Phil Rachelson colors, Roger Stern edit. Oops, I, I take that back. I guess Jim Shooter was a plotter. Roger Stern was the editor. My bad on the cover George Perez, and i got some things to say about the cover. George Perez did the pencils, Terry Austin did the inks, always beautiful, and Dan Crispy did the letters. And on our cover, which I cannot see in that teeny tiny picture in that book, so I will go to the big book, which I have saved with a bookmarker, we have Captured by the Collector and the wonderfully drawn picture of the Collector as he's manipulating some per- Perez tech type machinery but that actually has a Kirby Crackle picture on it. You see that in the middle there? Yep. So he's blasting Thor with whatever he's blasting him with reminds me of the cosmic rays that 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 penetrated the Fantastic Four's ship. That's exactly what I thought. I, I, I
1: am <laughs> not sure if that's what they're supposed to be the image is supposed to be
0: evoking, but they definitely do. I even hear the tack 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 sound as Thor's deflecting him. It's, yeah you know, because that was like the sound of them penetrating the ship. But the
1: way he's deflecting them, they're actually bouncing back, which makes them look to be relatively solid.
0: Right, right. I th- Yeah, that is true, because you do see he's bouncing them back, and there's some actually bouncing off of Iron Man as well, which there's little tiny pieces of Iron Man's armor chipping off as well, which is a nice touch.
1: Yeah, I uh, didn't even notice that until you just pointed it out, but yes, that is nice. However, luckily, none of them are going near any of the people who aren't, you know, who could be hurt by them.
0: Yeah. A.K.A., uh, you know, as in the Wasp (laughs) and Hawkeye, which it's a nice touch. Okay, Hawkeye is swooping in, getting ready to shoot a bow and arrow. Now, if you think about what I just said, how can somebody swoop in and have have a bow and arrow cocked? Well, I will tell you, because he's wrapped some type of Doc Ock looking type cable, metallic cable around his chest and then like down around his leg. So he's actually swinging in, being supported by this cable with an arrow notched and ready to fire towards a collector. I found one mistake in this picture and it may not be, and it may be because George Perez was not, hadn't been writing or, you know, hadn't been drawing the book book proper. If you noticed the beast is in a tube right next to Hawkeye's foot. Yeah. The, The beast disappeared, and was off helping the X-Men, remember? He left a few issues ago. He was not captured.
1: Oh, no? Okay. I did not
0: realize that. Because if we go back... uh, I'm trying to remember the exact issue. Okay, so... I think it was when they were fighting Atuma. It's not Atuma. That's right, it was Tyrak. Sorry. (laughs) I think he disappeared right before that battle and went... But he didn't disappear because the Collector took him? No, I think he just left because... Oh, I, I just saw him on the... Pay, pay, okay, so they're talking to the nun, they're running through, they find Guyrich. <sighs> Crap. Okay, back to the... Well, you know to what, here. I
1: just to, to, to confirm your point, I just turned to the opening page, the splash page of next issue. Uh huh. All the Avengers are gathered together.
0: And he's not Beast there. Beast
1: is not among
0: them. Okay. Oh, wait. My book will tell, tell me right here. In Avengers 178, supporting cast, feature characters, Beast. Da da yeah, there's some point out here that he disappears, that he leaves, but he doesn't. He doesn't get picked up. Ah, oh, okay, wait a minute. Here we go. This
1: must be fascinating.
0: Listening, right? No, 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 no. Here, here it is. Here it is. No, 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 no. no, no,
1: no, no.
0: I found it in Avengers 172. It, it, it's a note in the index. Note: Beast goes to visit the X Men's mansion to use their mutant detector, Cerebro, after a call from Lorna Dane and Marvel Team Up 69. Dude informs him her boyfriend, Havoc, has been kidnapped and that the X-Men are not answering their phone. As his extensive chronology shows, what he intends is a brief absence becomes a prolonged adventure away from the Avengers. So he does disappear at the end of this. He just kind of goes disappears off panel. He doesn't get kidnapped. So maybe they did think he was kidnapped. I don't know.
1: But it makes no sense that he wouldn't be kidnapped because... The Collector wasn't kidnapping people based on where they were and what they were doing. He was just kidnapping Avengers. So, he, in fact, he kidnapped a two-gun kid.
0: Yeah, but, but we don't
1: <laughs> there's see... There's no reason this. he wouldn't kidnap the Beast.
0: But the Beast is not anywhere... He's not seen in, like, all the I way to I understand that. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying, from the Collector's motivation, he's mm-hmm. trying to get every Avenger. So there's no reason why he wouldn't have tried to collect the Beast among them. In fact, he at some point declares he's got a full collection of Avengers now.
0: I know, but he's wrong. So,
1: but he does not have the Beast. So either he's just mistaken or they you know, they made a mistake by not including him in there somehow.
0: Yeah, I mean, because he, when you look, okay, here when they go to get on a bus, this is jumping ahead like two issues. When they're going to, uh, to go somewhere, I won't say where, the Beast is not in there. He's not in any of these shots. He's not in the big uh, brouhaha melee later on. So, you know. It's, it, yeah, it's just a little oversight. So, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a flub that he's on the cover. But other than that, yeah, it's a great cover. It's beautiful. I got no 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 beef with it. I mean, it's so detailed that at Iron Man's feet, you can see the rivets for each plate around, you know, each square has rivets on it up to a certain spot. Then it fades off in, in off into nothing. and Even a little space shot at the window. Okay, look behind Thor's head. Mm-hmm. Even the like the view into space has got little, you know, it's got little twinkling stars, and they got some fancy double helix type thing in front of the window. Oh, it's it's very detailed. Yeah, I mean it's just beautiful, beautiful
1: man, beautiful. Gush, gush, gush. Oh yeah, it's worth gushing over. He's got a little, you know, a little rainbow thing going on his uh, control panel that he's playing with.
0: Like a rainbow. Each, each button's a different
1: color. <laughs> he's to go, to go with his
0: purple onesie. He's got the purple, he's got the purple cape, he's got the the red onesie, he's got the orange gloves with the big yellow knobs on them. He's so special. He is
1: he's he's quite he's quite the clothes source.
0: Well, he is a collector,
1: so he's a, he's a collector of fashion. I'm thinking that's Michael Kors. <laughs> Actually, well, the only thing I know Michael Kors makes is bags, so I don't know who he <laughs> even makes clothes and i only know that because i know that they're, they're supposed to be like ridiculously overpriced
0: well the collector does have like a fashion name his name is uh tan tavan so we could have the tavan line of fashion and, and he could have, he could have his daughter uh model them karina K- karina tavan in the fall collection <laughs> get it collection <laughs> anyway so the synopsis for our book this evening The Collector, exposed as the abductor of over a dozen Avengers, confronts remaining Avengers, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Thor, and Wasp in his orbiting spacecraft. Refusing to free his captives, Collector uses various items from his vast collection to subdue Iron Man, Thor, and the Wasp. Scorning Hawkeye as the last and least of the Avengers. Collector really put the collector because i'm sure he feels like he would be miffed you know i'm not a collector i'm the collector bitch oh sorry so from this point on i will call him the collector the collector anticipates an easy victory but the archer holds his own against the collector's arsenal via sheer skill and tenacity finally defeating the powerful alien with an amazing ricochet shot hawkeye frees and revives his fellow avengers who question the Captured Collector. I guess I can't say Captured the Collector. That sounds stupid. Telling the Avengers of his origin and how he started his collection to preserve unique items and bring about and beings after he foresaw destructive universal menaces via his prophetic powers. Eh, He he thinks he's Noah, and I think they mention that in the story. He warns the Avengers of an enemy whose power and ambitions and ambitions threaten to spark an all-consuming war among the great powers of the cosmos, an entity to whom the Collector sent his own daughter Karina as a spy. Unfortunately, Karina has fallen in love with that enemy, Korvac, betraying her father's plans and location to him. Just as the Collector is about to reveal the enemy's identity to the Avengers, Korvac unleashes a blast of cosmic power from afar that reduces the Collector to ashes before the horrified hero's eyes. Dun, dun, dun. yeah! yeah. <laughs> Note, in a flashback, it says, Collector was one of the few elders of the universe dating back to shortly after the creation of the universe, and preferred studying the universe's life forms while living quietly with his wife and child on a world of tranquility. Cursed with the gift of prophecy, he foresaw the universal menace Thanos, and decided to preserve a representative sampling of the universe's life forms by acquiring specimens for his collection. Collector had spent eons collecting by the time Thanos was born. He continued collecting after Thanos' unsuspected demise, partly because he foresaw a new universal threat, Korvac, and decided to intervene more directly this time. That's all I got out of the book. Uh Out of that that book. You sound confused.
1: No, not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, motivation-wise, other than the fact that he's the collector, so he has to collect all the time, why wouldn't he just make contact with the Avengers and say, hey, yo, Something going on there on your planet, you may want to take care of that,
0: <laughs> but he doesn't care because wh- why would he, t- to him, it's just another it's just another thing to collect. I mean, why would he care what happens to the actual people and the beings? Because he, he obviously he's been collecting different life forms and creatures and beings for eons. He wouldn't care. He, he, he's just collecting them for his own personal, you know, internal, I don't want to say greed, but for his own psychosis of collecting.
1: Well, I, I I got the impression that he wanted them to stop Michael, though. That's why he sent Karina down to spy on him.
0: Well, it does seem like his he's at he's at in uh, at and I, odds. I, and I'm I'm not saying that he
1: did so out of uh, you know benevolent thoughts, but I think he did so for his own personal interests. That if Michael took over the universe, it was going to cause him problems.
0: Well, another thing is if he has prophetic vision, he didn't see uh, that blast coming, and he was going to die at the hands of Michael. Of course, then again, he didn't see that Thanos was going to be killed either, so I guess his prophetic vision isn't all that um, you know, foolproof.
1: And what timing? Yes, you know him as...
0: Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the second it's it's like you know that that's kind of cliche. There, the second he's gonna reveal Michael's identity is when he gets hit with the blast.
0: Yeah, but this is cl-
1: this is back in nineteen seventy eight, so it's really oh, not. I think close. that was cliche in nineteen forty eight.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets killed before the big
1: reveal. <laughs> just, just just as the words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> It's just you know, just a little. I mean, it's it's not not that it makes it bad, mm-hmm. but, uh, just just a little silly if you think about it.
0: Uh, well, in our opening page, they keep hammering home that uh, that the four remaining Avengers have teleported into a strange, phone booth size construct. They keep it's bigger on the inside. That whole Doctor Who connection, which is what they're trying to hint at. It's like, okay, we get it, we get it. I mean, we're reading it, and I'm reading it a trade back to the back, back to the back, back to back. back, to back. So,
1: do you you think do you think it's that they were saying wink wink it's like Doctor Who? Yeah. Or do you think they were saying oh it's cool that they did that in Doctor Who I want to do it too you know what I mean like like is it a tribute to Doctor Who or are they ripping it off?
0: No, it's more like kind of a tribute. They had mentioned it in the I didn't mention it before in the official index book that it that's what they talk about that it was like a reference to it you know like a cultural reference thing. So you know.
1: Because as much as Doctor Who is a big thing now, it, it was in its own way pretty big back then too. With you know Tom Baker as Doctor Who. Uh
0: yeah, this would have been during the Baker run if I remember correctly, because uh, he was in, yeah, I think he was like seventy four to eighty, I want to say, something like that. So yeah, this would have been right in the middle of of his run. So, so opening yeah. splash. Well,
1: right off the bat, the thing that jumps out at me is, you know, we're, 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 we've dropped in artwork again. We went from George Perez to Sal Buscema, and I like Sal Buscema a lot, but he's no George Perez. And now we're down to uh, Dave Wenzel. Which I think Dave Wenzel does the
0: chores for the rest of the book.
1: Dave Wenzel in this book reminds me a lot of kind of a, a combination a combination of Buscema on the good end, but on the more negative end, a little bit of George Tuska and a little bit of Don Heck.
0: You, so, like in um, that first and second panel, it so so like with Sal Buscema with um, like Thor's grimace looks yes, kind of like that, uh, the, the grimace is definitely classic Buscema. But then Tuska is the way Iron Man looks on the same page. Tuska is the way Iron Man looks on the splash page. Yep, yeah, and and and
1: the way Hawkeye looks on the splash page actually.
0: Yeah, I see that. I mean, there's some some shots through here are pretty good. Others are kind of. Mm, um, I mean,
1: I I, I I hate to be I have no, I don't know Dave Wenzel at all. I'm not. I couldn't tell you offhand anything else he did. Uh, Pablo Marco Marco inked it, and I'm usually pretty happy with Marcos' inks. So I'm going to give him some of the credit for the stuff that's of a higher quality. Uh, I'm not. I,
0: I think a lot of the poses don't look natural. <laughs> yeah, Thor looks like what what. Thor looks like, okay, if he completes that arc, he's going to smack the wasp with the hammer <laughs> on the first page. <laughs> he doesn't seem scared, and he almost looks as if he's glad to see us. Yeah, because Thor's about to kill you with a hammer, Jan. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: it, it's, it's, a, it's a step down on the artwork. He, I, I think there's no question in my mind.
0: Well, in some panels, I don't know. Uh, the Collector looks like Agatha Harkness.
1: Yeah. You know. The, the battle I, scenes... You know they they don't they don't feel as dynamic as they have in other ones, uh, you know the the storytelling is alright but it's nothing special. Uh, I don't really see much in the way of dramatic angles. It's it's kind no, of a workmanlike every, art job. It's not bad. It's you know you can follow it, but it's 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 a step it, down having like I said having gone
0: from Perez down to Busema down to this. Is it me or does like the first couple panels on the second page, everybody's at a weird angle. Yeah. Like, like like the Thor and Iron Man and Hawkeye are... It's like the whole... Pay, it's like watching the Batman 66 show. The whole screen has been tilted like 30 degrees.
1: For Yeah, I mean, I guess it's to try and make like it seem more dramatic, but it doesn't...
0: Like it makes me car sick. And then when you look in the, the very next panel, that is tilted up 20 degrees in the opposite direction, by the way, because like the... Why isn't it just flat? Why, why do we have... I mean, I, I don't know. So... It's one thing when you do that with an entire panel, it's another thing when you take the art and rotate it in the panel. Like maybe if these if the panels were cut like say in a Adams type way that it might flow better, but being in a static panel and rotating the whole thing, I don't know, it's just weird. It's off-putting for me.
1: Yeah, a little bit for me as well. It's 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 not, you know, it's it's a good thing that this is a really good story cuz you know, like I said the artwork is taking a drop here. And it, it's not terrible. I I don't want to overstate it. It's not that. it's Oh no terrible. no no
0: no. It's still good. It's just that, Yeah, it's it, you know. It
1: doesn't pull me out of the story, but I don't feel it enhances the story at all.
0: And uh, what's that? Uh, <laughs> what is that thing? That new exercise thing that they have that you shake back and forth. Is 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 that what the collectors using to attack them? You don't sure know what you about? mean. I, I can't get remember the name. There there was some one, woman that was demonstrating it on a news program, and it's, okay, it, it, it's a jerking motion back and forth, like you're shaking this weight back and forth.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to just get one of those exercise machines where you wrap the belt around yourself and it just shakes you, because <laughs> that looks really easy.
0: <laughs> if I'm going to lose weight and get in shape by doing that, I'm all for it. Oh, come on, those really don't work. Man, I, I wish that would work. I'd be in that all day long. That's man. what I'm saying. <laughs> the fat jiggler. I'd just be shaking away, baby.
1: Shake, Shake the fat the, away. That would be my, my uh, catchphrase.
0: I used to love those things where they said, you know, you could put those, those like sweat belt things on. It would make you sweat, whatever. It was like a piece of rubber that you'd put around you. Shrink the pounds away. Sweat the pounds away. Yeah. Bust up all your internal organs. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, the Collector uses a little Shake Master exercise tool, otherwise known to him as a Vondarian power wand, which I guess the dog was just using. And um, (laughs) he blasts them, and Iron Man dives in front of Thor to takes the blast for him. That was nice of him. Yeah, you know. And uh, blasts a hole in the wall, which, you know, I guess Iron Man's stuff is pretty durable, as um, Hawkeye takes note of. Yeah. It's a good thing that tin suit of his is put together better than the local architecture because it blew a hole in the wall. Luckily, he didn't blow one out into space. So, uh, Next, we see Thor. Now, this angle doesn't bother me where he's coming in at the collector from overhead with the hammer. See, I got no problem with that shot.
1: Uh, which one are you talking about?
0: I, I, I jumped to page three.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that's not bad. Yeah. But then he gets these, like, Zach's look Yeah, he gets the Zach triplets. And then it's kind of a stupid thing. It grabs the hammer and it won't let go of it. But if you pull it out, people are going to die, please. It is passed into
0: another dimension, Thunder God, where it is held fast by the dimensional interface. Should you succeed in pulling it free, the resultant temporal upheaval would doom billions of innocents inhabiting that far-flung otherverse. Because science! (laughs) And Hawkeye throws out a, why you dirty... Does this Jimmy Cagney impersonation? You dirty rat. <laughs> Whatever you were about to call him, Hawkeye, it's not strong enough, says Tony Stark. We're tired of being toyed with Collector. Free the Avengers now, and he flies through a biogram image. Huh? To which he then smashes into a piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and the Collector says, While I took advantage of your sensory confusion, the step from Arm's way. See you now. I mean, I guess they did this probably Marvel method. You know, they, they gave him like
1: a rough outline of what they want in the story. And then, you know, the penciler kind of lays it out the way he wants. So then Jim Shoot is looking at this and, and that's what he came up with. As opposed to he just teleported away a second before, mm-hmm. which I think is a much more
0: Please, uh, uh, f- f- pleasable. Feasible. Plausible. Yeah. Plausible. Explanation feasible. of what
1: happened. As opposed to it's a biogram image that stayed there while he <laughs> snuck away just
0: at the right time. He like snuck away Fred Flintstone style on his uh, on his tiptoes. I'm thinking, it's like, yeah, because it would make more sense to just teleport instead of just uh, whatever. And then uh, that Iron Man that comes out of the machinery. Eh, I mean, I don't. That, I think that's what you're saying, like a, a Tuska style. Yeah, yeah.
1: And even even the next panel is
0: kind of Don Heckish. But oddly enough, I think Thor's face looks kind of good, but Hawkeye's doesn't. Like Thor's got some shading on the cheeks giving him a little depth, but yet Hawkeye looks just What's broad. A he well, yeah, maybe he is kinda gaunt for Thor. But then Hawkeye looks too beefy. It's almost like their faces should have been swapped. <laughs> you know, I mean Hawkeye looks like somebody just smashed his face against the wall. It's like a pug. Not that there's anything wrong with pugs, but I've never seen a pug wearing a Hawkeye outfit. You haven't lived. Maybe J. David Weeder can dress up as Pug. <laughs> Anyways. So. Moving we, right s- along. Moving right along. Um, we see Thor is, uh, you know, there's Thor is still with a conundrum. He doesn't know what to do about pulling out the hammer. You know, what if he's lying? Uh, dare we take the chance, friend Archer? I guess not. Um, now we see kind of an image from the cover to where the collector fires a weapon and that shoots out the little things that look like the cosmic rays, but they're actually little pellets. Um, and when they burst upon contact with Iron Man's armor, they admit a gas, and Iron Man is like, Aha! Ah, No problem. I'll seal my armor up. <laughs> to which the collector goes, Aha! <laughs> Precisely what I anticipated. What, is he the mad thinker all of a sudden? <laughs> what I anticipated you'd do, you do, Iron Man. For the gas was not poisonous, its purpose was to freeze your metal joints, thus rendering you a prisoner within your own armor. So now he's the Tin Man. Or Kroon! So, now it's down to the Wasp, and she's trying to penetrate, uh, that's right, I said penetrate, his personal force field. So, um, you know, of course she's trying to talk to him, and that does no good. Um, and the, <laughs> okay, the Collector comes out with, which, this, 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 like, little sequence of panels... I had to go back and read it because I guess he releases the positron cannon upon Thor and Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. And so I read that it doesn't really shoot anything. It just says Zram. So I guess that orange glow around the two of them is the shooting of the cannon. Although it doesn't have any type of beam coming out of this cannon looking thing, but it's got Zram coming out of it, but it's got Zram (laughs) and (laughs) Thor is knocked out cold. Because the collector said my instruments indicated that his hammer had absorbed enough negative energy from my illusionary energy creatures that a sudden jolt of positive energy would stun even a thunder god. And yes, Archer, I was lying about that other dimension. What a dick move. To which the wasp says, why, you despicable old fossil. Oh, I see. Ageism. That's what we're going to result to. Yeah, I can't <laughs> say I appreciate that. <laughs> But yeah, that whole Positron canon, the positive-negative, knocking out, yeah, okay. And, you know, hey, comics. So Jan goes up and somehow is able to actually hit the Collector. I guess he knocked his force field down temporarily. And she's uh, going crazy saying, give me back my, uh, give me Hank Pym, give me my husband, that I cannot do, woman, but I can arrange for you to join your beloved in my specimen tubes. And he throws basically a frisbee at her, uh, a smart frisbee, a drone, and it throws out a little net. And she's like, "Aha! You don't know that when I now I'm when I'm insect size, I'm as strong as a full full, full grown woman." And she breaks the net, and it saps the crap out of her, <laughs> it drops her to the floor like a bad habit. <laughs> so it's pretty much down to. Um, which, it's a nice little shot there. You see um, Jan and the little frisbee disc thing down at the bottom of the floor, right under Hawkeye's feet. And then, you know, he kind of, hope he makes sure he's careful where he steps. Now, I guess she doesn't, when she's unconscious, she doesn't revert back to normal size? Like, instinctively, or?
1: Not unless it would be convenient to the story.
0: Ah, okay. So, now basically the event, uh, the collector just basically is just an a-hole <laughs> to Hawkeye. He's like, nah, you're the last, the last Avenger in the least, you know, what are you going to do with a bow and arrow? <laughs> so, and actually Hawkeye ends up snatching his weapon from him with a clamp missile, clamp arrow. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like one of those things, you, you know, like say you're in your house or you're out in the yard and you don't feel like bending over to pick up the trash. You just got that little trigger handle thing and you pick it up and then you put it in the trash. Not that I have one of those.
1: I collected one of those. So you would be the collector. Maybe. I am an old fossil.
0: You're an old fossil. You have a collection in your in your in your in your basement. I would too. I just don't have a basement because my basement would be below the water table, which it would be an in in house underground pool. So that would be a problem. Yeah. Kind of tough on the comics. So, he says that was your basic clamp arrow call, which I guess is short for collector. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't notice that until now. That's just so happening. <laughs> I've got a couple of even spiffier ones in my quiver. All right. He lost whatever street cred or, or coolness he had when he said spiffy, spiffier. So, all right. You will not get a chance to use them, Archer, from my collection. is vast, exotic, completely servile, and deadly. And then Hawkeye says, not to mention ugly, because he launched a Petrosaurus. I read that in the index. Uh yeah, so basically he's got like a big uh, dinosaur from another planet swooping at him, uh, and he takes him out with a bolo arrow, and a lethal lizard falls to the decks. Falls to the deck. And uh, next we see the collector is high tailing it, hot footing it through his ship, and he's starting to think that perhaps uh, Hawkeye is uh, is is worth collecting, and not just because he was a member of the Avengers that he's having such a hard time trying to take him down. So uh, he heads into another doorway, quick doorway, drops a bunch of pellets, trying to give Hawkeye hot, hot, hot a hot foot because they're little incendiary capsules exploding into fire. And, of course, he uses another handy-dandy little arrow with a grappling hook to swing over and still follow in. But he can't, get, he can't catch them, so uh, he uses another arrow. And he's just pulling these things out, you know, just out of nowhere, out of his quiver. With, I like, like the way if, they
1: did it in the movie where he, he would just have the, uh, you know, the sticks, the the blanks, and then he would put it into the, you know, a spot in the quiver where it would attach the uh,
0: you know, right. what, he whatever had,
1: arrowhead he was going to use, whether it was explosive or something else. Didn't he else?
0: have like a trigger on, on his bow and he would select it that way? Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. There was a trigger somewhere and it would, yeah, and it would like screw the head on onto it. And it, it also makes
1: sense that way that he'd be able to have more arrows within the quiver. And it makes more sense of him being able to get the one he needs quickly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be like, "Whoop, wrong one. Uh, that's whoop, wrong one. Whoop, whoop, whoop! that's the powder puff arrow. Whoops. Uh. Boxing glove arrow. I mean, once you put a boxing glove arrow in your quiver, you really don't have room for anything else anyway.
0: And, well, no, because you could stick all the other ones on top of it. But if you had to get that one, you'd pull that one out and all the other ones would fall out. Whoops. <laughs> or they would all be stuck into the boxing glove arrow, and you'd, throw, you'd shoot it, and all the arrows would go at once, and that would just suck. So he pulls out another arrow that has basically like a curved razor on it, and he's able to cut a cable and then use the cable to swing down in front of the collector saying, Hey, collector, got any swashes you want buckled? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> I say you just kill them just for the bad puns. You are clever, Archer. I admire your daring, useless though it may be. But come now, resistance will only bring you great pain. You have already amply proven your courage. There is no dishonor accepting the inevitable. Submit. It would be a shame if I accidentally damaged you beyond repair while subduing you. Sorry, pal. I don't buy it. I figure your surprise entrance caught caught you. Uh, my bleh. I figure our surprise entrance caught you more off guard than you would admit. You lucked out against the others with gadgets you had lying around. But if you had anything to throw at me now, you wouldn't be standing there flapping your lips. Bah! One needs no gadgetry. Who commands power cosmic? Yeah, he's got yeah, cosmic schmoz. As long as I'm, I got my bone arrows. But now uh, now the collector goes all uh, cosmic medieval on his ass and basically just rips up the deck and folds it around him like into a ball, getting ready to capture him. I don't know if he's going to actually kill him, <laughs> or, or if he's going to crush him, or if he's just going to hold him. But Hawkeye's able to lean out the last second with um, one last arrow, and he ricochets it. Pating! Clang! What? No! No! Arg! Impact. The collector staggers and collapses in pain as the sophisticated warhead releases a stunning electrical charge.
1: And kind of magnetizes his little necklace.
0: <laughs> it does something too because he's he's all. Uh, I mean, there was this one thing. Uh, you you want to read you want to read the collector's dialogue there. <laughs>
1: too old. Was <laughs> it? Hold on, I have, yeah. <laughs> I'm too old. I can't. Remember. Too old, not seal you in quickly enough. Too weary. Power has dimmed over the eons. Really. <laughs> Really? Why do people always talk like that? Must I... stay calm Not turn into Hulk so <laughs> much Hawkeye says Looks he, like He does look like he's wearing high waters in that shot too <laughs> Well you know Pajamas that he's wearing
0: Yeah he's wearing his little uh, gee outfit His little you know Hey I'm an orange belt look at me Got my little you know so, anyway, he's basically okay. So, Hawkeye just says, Looks like it. Uh, now, now, just sit there while I free the imprisoned Avengers. No, how about you tie him up or something? But, you know, well, anyway. And um, he goes and wakes everybody up. <laughs> Somebody, he wakes up. Now, where'd he get a bucket?
1: Oh, he
0: must have collected it. <laughs> I mean, I mean come on.
1: somebody's got to mop those floors. <laughs> the collector's janitor droid. He was able to wake everybody up fine, but he has to throw a bucket of water on Thor. Right.
0: Why is <laughs> S- that? Sorry for the undignified awakening, Thor, but everyone else was up and waiting and I just see this pausing and they're like this is the in shot of a of a of a classic um Star Trek, you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and they all laugh. <laughs> like like While like, that's
1: going on, the collector managed to get even uglier.
0: <laughs> he put on a lot of mascara. He put on a lot of eyeliner. And and then I see uh, Iron Man as being um, Ricky uh, from uh, the I Love Lucy show. So and, the collector, and the collector has a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> uh, 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 Ricky. I explained to such as you absurd. And yet suddenly, I sense that my hour is at hand. Oh, wait, I take it back. Maybe he did know he was about to die. Perhaps you have earned some small knowledge. Here, then, the story of the collector. Of course, if you just skip this whole thing that I had mentioned prior to getting, you know, us doing the breakdown of the book. Because he recaps his origin about, you know, hey, you know, when I was a younger man and filled out my costume better. And didn't have all these wrinkles on my face yeah but I look at him
1: it. in that first panel his hair is
0: fabulous i know he's 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 got like the magneto quicksilver hair but he he, he looks even better and so um you know uh and he a he, he talks about his brother who who uh which we know or you, if you don't know he's one of the the collector's one of the elders of the universe and the grandmaster is his brother quote unquote I don't know if he's actually blood-related. I don't think they're
1: biologically brothers.
0: Right. They considered themselves brothers. Right. And um, so the anyway... Brotherhood. Yes. He only wished to study and, and study the simple creatures here and dwelt with my wife and child alone in a world of tranquility. But peace was denied me, for mine is the cure of prophecy. Well, he's, he's sitting on a rock like he's the thinker. In my musing, I foresaw the far future Thanos. So, you know... He started collecting people, um, and they have a flashback. He said, in "Recent times, I met several flashbacks." And Incredible Hulk 198 was in one of those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then Thanos was uh, destroyed. <laughs> yeah, right. Which actually I think was Avengers Annual number seven. But he wasn't destroyed. He was just turned into stone.
1: It was either, it was either that or Marvel Two and One Annual number two. I don't remember which order they came in.
0: Yeah, but he was turned turned to stone regardless. Turned to stone. Ba-doop. You begone, turn the stone. <loop> little ELO there. No, nothing, nothing. Okay. So, anyway, <sighs> the ancient being falls silent for a moment, his eyes clouded with tears of sadness and regret. While in an elegant forest home, excuse me, an elegant forest hills garden home, here sort kind of like a tiny little home there. <laughs> Tears also well in the eyes of Karina Walters. I said betrayal, Karina, and yet I see only love in your soul. Michael, I do love you with all my being, and so I must tell you what you sets moments ago was true. I tried to betray you. I was sent here to do so, but I could not. Who sent you? My father. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. Well, hold on. <laughs> they changed. Clay. He changed. Oh, he took his jacket off, and he removed his ascot too. I was like, what happened? He took his smoking jacket and his ass got off, and now he's in a wife beater, almost. Well, just a white T-shirt. So, and, you know, this page here, I like the one to where the panel towards the bottom, just before you get to the last panel where Michael's reaching out. That one looks kind of good, and I think that's got some of the Sal Busima look again.
1: It's also a byproduct of the uh, dramatic coloring.
0: Right. Which I think that's what it actually makes it look better because the first and second panel, yeah, they just kind of. I mean, yeah, when they do with the dramatic coloring, that kind of picks it up a little bit.
1: Well, it it makes the page feel more energized. Yeah. And it makes him appear more powerful. Right. So, you know, they, they just, just for uh, anybody who doesn't have it in front of them, uh, in the first two panels, he's just a, a, basically a regular person, you know, somewhat buff. But wearing a pair of blue slacks and a white T-shirt. Then the next three panels, uh, he's basically highlighted in red with just kind of some yellow trim around the sides for lighting effect. But you know, it gives the impact, the impression of uh, you know that he's kind of just bursting with power.
0: Mm-hmm. And all that power has to go somewhere. And unfortunately, at that moment. So you were playing some sort of galactic Noah huh preserving us helpless lower life forms from a horrible fate yes but this time I feared that was not enough the enemy in his rash attempt to achieve universal sovereignty might cause a war among the great powers of the cosmos <coughs> excuse me a war which could obliterate all reality it wasn't the collector that said that it was me you <laughs> So that's why he sent his daughter uh, to find some weakness, but uh, you know, you know, you know, Michael's got the uh, the cosmic, uh, you know, the whammy on her, and so <laughs> the Vision goes. This enemy collector is he known to us? Yes, you know him as Yarr! Yeah. Which is awesome—an awesome shot as he's basically atomized with deadly Kirby crackle. What what I
1: do like that you, you kind of passed over a little there is uh, Iron asks him before that you sacrificed your daughter. Oh yeah. And he said perhaps, and it seems she she now returns the favor, so he knows <laughs> that the blast is coming.
0: Yeah, it's like you you could have just sped up a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have said this in the beginning. So yeah, he, his his whole form is outlined with going from the center is like a yellow and black Kirby crackle, and then towards the outer edges of his body on the outline is all white, and you can see like the where his face and his eyes were, and basically he's completely disintegrated. To the next shot, he's just every oh, and the reactions are are pretty cool too. You know, everybody's like. T- turned away. It's so bright and such power. No, it's it's not a bad shot.
1: No, that that's one of the better shots in the book. But it's it's again. I think it, a lot of it is dramatic coloring and mm-hmm. uh, I think you know dark inking. I don't th- I don't know that the penciling is so well done.
0: Yeah, because just on the next page, oh man, those characters just don't look good. I mean, the only thing that looks good is the steaming pile of whatever coming from where the where the collector <laughs> the collector was. is now a steaming pile <laughs> well there's just like this yellow white flame smoke thing rising and everybody's looking at it but like you can't even like in my copy you can't even see moon moon dragon's face barely and there's no detail on a lot of the characters and wonder man looks
1: kind of like a i don't know Stephen colbert
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the next one down, they the, the, like, the figures still don't even look that great. You know, Wonder Man looks like, I mean, he's got his, I don't know, not Wonder Man, Captain Marvel. Like, his hair is all swept back. Normally doesn't look quite that, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just looks off. So, and then we have uh, Iron Man. <laughs> uh, looks like he's about to run his fingers through what's left of the Collector. He's, he's just like, the Collector was here. And then the vision, you know, Mr. Uh, No-Duh. But the enemy learned that he was about to be revealed and eliminated the Collector from afar. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Captain Android Obvious. (laughs) To which Iron Man says, And right before our eyes, as if to show us how insignificant we are, fleas compared to a being who can kill a god. And on Earth, we see Michael Korvac standing with a energy crackling from the center of his palm. And behind him, Karina is crying, and he says, "You are now an orphan, Car- an orphan, Karina,
1: Little
2: my orphan love." Little orphan, Karina. <laughs> it's she's, a hard road. She's act like. really
1: bad in that shot too. Oh yeah, yeah. She looks like she's she. It it looks like
0: you took her out of an Archie comic, especially since they put those stupid motion lines around her head. You yeah. see them? Yes. That that makes it even look more like like an Archie comic. That's not needed at all. I mean. They would have been better served to just show her with her hands, like her face buried in her hands. This is just this pose looks. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anybody cry with their hands up underneath their chin, like they're holding their face up while standing. It's just eh. Next, the origin of the enemy and the beginning of the end for the Avengers. Well, not quite, because I think we still have three more issues. <laughs> so,
1: and I think that, you know, I mean well, I think we can fairly say that the. Corvax saga is really starting to reach its, uh, Pino- its, it's, it's, its It's 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 you know it's exciting level now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all going to be keep keep building from here. You know, because next I'm just making a quick look ahead and uh, we get some questions answered, some long standing questions.
1: Yeah, we're, we're at the point now where Corvax where is no longer a smoldering backstory. He's now come in the course of this issue to the forefront. You know, it's it's been a little bit here, a little bit there, while while they fight the Collector and while they fight Ultron and while they fight uh, Tyrak and stuff. Now, you know, the, we end this issue with Michael or Korvac is now the enemy. And I, I kind of yeah. like that, the way it built up slowly, and now we've finally gotten it.
0: Yeah. And I just did a quick glance next issue with the art, and it's all over the place again. It's good, it's bad, you know. I laughed, I don't know. cried. I kissed three bucks goodbye. <laughs> so, so yeah, there we have it. Another, another one in the books, so to speak. And, and from a rating point of view. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Because uh, I, I was going to just talk about the story overall and just kind of give my overall thoughts, but I think I'd rather do it as a rating. And uh, the cover, uh, I think I'm going to say... Really, really good. Tough time finding anything negative about it. Uh, I don't know if it's like the best ever. So I'm going to say an A-. I don't know if it's, it's – you know, it's really, really solid. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's an A or an A+. It's A- to me.
0: Yeah, the, I, I'd agree with that. The story, there's a
1: couple little, you know, uh, cliches and stuff in it. But still building and, again, you know, finally ending it now where, where you know, Michael is revealed – but the Avengers still don't know who they're dealing with. Uh, I'm going to say an A for the story, and the interior artwork—that's where we drop. Uh, again, I th- you know we went from Perez, who's among the all-time greats, to Busimo, who I've always felt is underrated and is really, really solid, to uh, well, to this. And I'm going to say I'm going to say Pablo Marcos and the coloring lifted a little bit, and overall, I'm going to say it's. Kind of average, and I'm going to give it a C. And I think without the coloring and inking the way it is, I think it would be below that. Yeah. Over, I'm overall, gonna, I'm going to give the book a B plus. You know, dragged down from the A to a
0: B plus by the artwork. I like the story. Um, I like the the confrontation. I think this shows. I mean, it's been showed before, but but often people forget how effective an Avenger Hawkeye is. You know, that he's just a guy with a bow and arrow. Well, you know, he's able to take on one of the elders of the universe. And, you know, granted, the guy's kind of winded and old, but still he is a powerful being. And and he, you know, that Hawkeye uses his his brains about him. So that coupled with the we're we're building up with the story. I'm going to keep the story as as an A. And uh, yeah, with the art, I mean, there's it's up and down. I mean the storytelling well I guess the plotting is that would be the layouts right that would be Jim shooter so but it's the art is just not that not that consistent not that good so I got to give it a C so I guess that puts it still in the, in the B category as well for me and,
1: and and that's to be fair that's rating this as one issue cuz when you consider it as part of the whole story you know if we if we were rating the entire Corvax saga You'd, you'd be more forgiving of the art in this book because other art in the story has been good enough to to carry it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this, you know, the, we've we've definitely dropped a level.
0: Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, I we're not going to get back. The interior art is not going to. There's a couple gleams here and there, but it's not going to get back. I would have loved to have seen George Prez draw draw the whole thing, but that yeah. didn't happen.
1: That's. I mean, it, it's it goes down as an all time classic story anyway. Mm-hmm. But that would just even make it, you know, I, I don't know if it could make it that much better, but it would have made the individual issues better, certainly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, next time on an all-new Avengers Spotlight, we'll be doing Avengers number 175.
0: 175, and that is, let me look up the title real quick. In the first page, whoop, that's where they splashed through in the face. Yarg. And it is, well, the, the next cover, which is done by Dave Cockrum, and Terry Austin, which is a nice cover, is on the cover. It says, "From whence came the enemy?" But the story is the end and beginning. Now, that's not confusing at all. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I guess I'll. I guess I need to take the dog out. And... God damn it, Comet! Oh Ow. Ow! Ow! All right, all right. I gotta go, Paul. I'll see you. Bye.
2: Good night, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks internet radio network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiMonzo Corp of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts won't you thanks and we'll see you next week